There is more going on than you know. There are unseen universal forces at work. The law of attraction is just one universal law that plays a part in shaping your reality. But there's so much more to know. If you knew how to engage all the universal forces, you could deliberately create the life of your dreams. Joshua, a group of non-physical teachers, explains the laws of the universe and how the mechanisms of physical reality actually work. They are channeled by Gary Temple Bodley, and each week, Gary and a group of students discuss how they are affecting and enhancing their lives every single day. This is the expansion of the Law of Attraction. This is the teachings of Joshua Roundtable. We're thrilled you're here. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Roundtable. I'm your host, Gary Temple Bodley. Today, we have another special event for you. We have Kimberly Late here, and she will be uh, answering a question from Kate, uh, from channeled from Goddess Isis. So, Kimberly, welcome to the show. Hello. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Good to see you again, of course. Likewise. So, you're like, okay, so when I channel, I channel Josh, Joshua. When David channels, he channels the stream. When Astra channels, she channels Laurel. We never know who you're going to channel. And so how did Goddess Isis come through on this one? And the last one was Yeshua. Yeshua. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, yeah, I can channel many different beings because at the end of the day, they are all source. Now, even Joshua, Laurel, the stream, they're all like unique frequencies of source. So even though they come across as separate beings, at the end of the day, they are all source. They're actually us. So in this particular question or whenever I do a question or a session, generally I, before I do the answer, I just intend whoever would like to come forth to let me know. And there's a process within me where they kind of communicate with me. I, do, I kind of, I can see them like visually. With this one, however, um, I was probably about an hour out to even approaching the question or thinking or wondering who's going to come forth. I think I was just like brushing my teeth or something ridiculous and all of a sudden <laughs> just Isis came through and like, oh, I'm going to come through. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, sometimes I do that as well ahead of time. So, um, yeah, so um, of course, I mean, all part of Source. Uh, you might know Isis. She's more well known for her time in Egypt. Yep. Very enlightened being. That's um, why you're wearing the necklace. Oh, yes. This is my Egyptian necklace, <laughs> handmade in Egypt. Um, it's kind of interesting because when I was younger, I collected a lot of like Egyptology things. Like here, I'll, I'll show you. I've got like a little. Isis statue, oh, that's ISIS. Um, all these kind of things. And for some reason, I I never went to Egypt. I just had this strong connection with Egypt. And um, <laughs> now I know why. <laughs> so when I channel Joshua and when I've talked to David and Astrid and others, um, the one thing that trips people up when they're channeling is that they're like, well, that's just my thought. It just sounds like me. I was like, Joshua just sounds like my thoughts. It can't, it's gotta be my thoughts. And then Joshua says, well, of course they're your thoughts. We're sending you thought, those are your thoughts. You don't manufacture thoughts, you attract thoughts and how you hear them is how you hear them. So they all sound the same. But do these beings of light, the different beings have different voices or are they all sending you thoughts like Joshua is to me? They all have unique frequency and like how they communicate with me through me might be different to somebody else because one of my gifts I have, which you all have, is that I guess I have that gift of clairvoyance in a way. So they act, I can actually see it, like I can visualize an image and that's just for me. It's for my, matches my belief systems, gives me validation of who I'm channeling Um I can feel them as well. So it's different when I'm, when I'm just, uh, when I can feel them in my presence to when I'm actually channeling them and they channel through me. So for those of you who've seen some of my videos, you might notice and people have commented that they can actually feel the different energies as well of the different beings. And sometimes my whole, my body takes on the presence, like maybe the way my face is, my eyes are, um, my bodily functions. When I channel some beings, my hands might be a bit more like out there and 
um, or it could be more quiet and, and uh, more grounded. So it, it, so you can actually see that in my physical body sometimes when I channel these beings. So they are all source, but they are unique frequencies of source and they have certain, I guess, intentions on what they want to assist us with. Um, but in the, the day, they also teach us that they are source and they are actually us. So yeah. because... In our state of consciousness, we still see duality. We still see separateness. And because of that, they are they represented as separate beings, but in truth, they are not separate. Right. So as long as we have that duality consciousness, they'll be separate. So even, you know, Joshua, Laurel, the stream, you know, Abraham, they're actually all source in the day. So are we. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so how I channel is different to other people. But like you said, everyone has the ability to channel. Sometimes it might just be your thoughts. Um, when I started channeling, it was the same. And I was like, what is this? This doesn't even make sense. Like it's random sentence or this paragraph. And just because of my pre-birth intentions and because of my role and my abilities, the way I channel is unique. But everyone's way of doing it is unique, but it's all channeling. Yeah. And it's interesting, when I started channeling, I thought, well, the only channel that there is was Esther. And yeah. then I, ha I started looking around to see what was out there and who else was out there. And there were others as well. Not that many, but there were others. And everyone's different in how they do yeah. it, you know, and how That's it's right. done. Yeah. Cool. Well, today we're going to talk about a question from Kate. And this has to do with control, at least from Joshua's perspective. It'll be interesting to see ISIS. We both have pretty long answers here. So let me just go ahead and get into this question from Kate, and then we'll go do ISIS's uh, answer, and then we'll do Joshua's. Awesome. Okay, Joshua, thank you for helping me understand my operating system better. I have a habit of what one of my therapists called collapsing. It's similar to quitting, or maybe the same. It's, it's a whatever with depressive elements. It's my go-to in most situations that have a bit of a challenge to it. You had referred to my whatever as a form of control. I don't get, quite get how that is control. It's such a huge habit. Thank you for whatever insights you have on this habit. So it's like whatever and just giving up, you know. That mm -hmm. thing, you know? And Joshua must have asked, answered a question before and said that doing that or quitting or um, – you know, or just getting overwhelmed and giving up is a form of control. I thought that was pretty interesting. I was like, yeah, how is that a form of control? And then Joshua answered. So let's see what ISIS has to say on this. All right. My D1, you are highly advanced. You were so advanced. You chose to explore life here with a set of perceived challenges. As you were so powerful in your true divine state, you wanted to experience the opposite of this. You wanted to explore this concept of power and powerlessness. What you call as depressive symptoms is this very exploration of powerlessness. You, my dear one, are afraid of your power. However, my dear one, there is nothing to be fearful of fear as fear is an illusion. You have the magic within you to alchemize the fear into power based in love, for that is who you truly are. Yeah, well, that was really interesting because you can see this, this helplessness and powerlessness leads to depression because you fit, you believe that you have no control over your situation. So if you have no control, you're completely powerless. So why do anything? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the, the fact is that you have no control, that that's not the point. The point is not to try and control everything. The point is to accept everything and exude love and appreciation for everything that exists. Mm -hmm. The illusion mm -hmm. is that you think that you would be feeling better or happier or whatever if the conditions were different. Mm -hmm. So that leads to this exploration of powerlessness, you know, and victimhood. And like, you know, I'm very familiar with working with people that have these symptoms of depression as, you know, I'm a qualified counselor. So before I was channeling, I was a counselor. So one of my clientele had depression 
and I'm also working, um, you know, I have this modality I was guided to use called high dimensional therapy, which combines counseling and channeling. Um, and, and you can uh, listen to those via my website and iTunes and so forth. Anyway, so I'm actually doing sessions with my sister and she's exploring this very thing. So all her life, she's had depression, um, still with mental illness, what we call the mental illness. As we know now, it's a lot more than that. So and she's exactly exploring this thing, you know, because probably just like Kate, well, obviously it shows here that a lot of people who come forth and experience things such as depression they're actually so powerful they chose to explore the opposite in in case of my sister for instance she is so powerful that she's scared of her own power and read on with these questions so basically you know even though they might see themselves as being not powerful not being good enough not worthy enough in reality you know, in higher truth, they're actually so advanced. That's why they chose such a perceived challenging life experience. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, great. Let's go to the next one. You are not seeing yourself as worthy enough, good enough, capable enough. So you further retreat into powerlessness. This has been part of your contract on earth to explore this dynamic. I'm here to tell you, my beloved one, that contracts, contracts, I should say, are not set in stone. Yes, you had this pre-birth intention. However, you also had the intention to explore true power. This is what has led you here asking this very question. For it is not by accident. You have been feeling too vulnerable to act on what your heart is calling out to you. The call home to reunite you to your powerful eternal being within. You observe your retreat and resistance to the call as a habit. You perceive you receive a perceived validation of this through a professional who must know what is occurring in your mind. This further reinforces your self-belief that you are a victim to this disease. The dance you play together with this person is triggering you to go further inward to hear the call of your heart. It just might not be in the way that you perceive. You are not a victim and the belief systems that hold you back in your past is further limiting you as you do not see yourself having the power to fully overcome these habits based in outdated operating systems in your consciousness. My D1, the power has always been within you. You are a fierce warrior of love. And as such, the flame of desire, the flame of the internal divine cannot be extinguished within you. The flame of love within you is strong, my dear one. And this points to a lot of people's issues is that they don't see themselves as worthy enough, good enough, capable enough. Other people will see them as this, you know, and, and, and from like my perspective of Kate, you know, it's from my perspective, she's like amazing. And yet, and Astrid's like this too, right? From my perspective, Astrid's amazing. Yet they have this unworthiness thing going on because they're powerful creators and they've been exploring it for a while. There's been some momentum built up. Their reality reflects how they perceive themselves. And so they perceive themselves in this, you know, <clears throat> powerless kind of thing. And they sort of give up. They both, you know, uh, a lot of people like this just give up and say, you know, why do anything? What's the, what's the point? Mm -hmm. What's the use of this? No one's paying attention. No one's, you know, nothing's going to come of it. Why even do it, right? I, I've, I've actually had phone calls this week with people, and I could, like, say eight people have this thing that I've talked to, you know? And it's just, mm -hmm. it's just an illusion. That's the crazy part. It's just an illusion. 
It is, but when you have this experience of this perceived, you know, state of having depression, the illusion is very, very strong. I mean, I personally experienced this when I was younger and obviously I've worked with a lot of people with this and the illusion is very strong. And for you, if they say, okay, it's just an illusion, okay, it's fair enough to, to see this conceptually, but it's really hard to actually see that it is a limiting belief and that is actually for you because, you know, when you experience such intense emotions, it does feel very, very real. But like what, we, what uh, Isis has said here, it's part of her pre-birth intentions. Right. She chose to explore these dynamics of being powerful and powerlessness. So, you know, you might be like, why would I choose this for myself? Because you can't experience that <laughs> in the non-physical. It's that's impossible. right. And because yeah. you were so powerful, you wanted this actual challenge. You wanted like a, a handicap. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. why, you know, you, most people, I mean, everyone comes and experiences lack. Lack is impossible to experience in the non-physical. That's why we experience uh, being not loved. It's not possible to experience not being loved. You know, if there's so many things you can't do in, in the non-physical. We come here, it seems so real. So we can, you know, birth desires and, and figure out who we are you know, this, this journey of self-discovery we're all on. But I'll have to say, though, I came from this place of unworthiness, and I was trying to prove it by changing the conditions, and it mm -hmm. never worked. And I went through a series of intense manifestation events. I ended up losing everything, and that allowed me to get here now. So that's part of this whole thing. I was exploring who I, who I uh, truly was not. I was exploring a false version of me, for, you know, let's just say 45 years until I found Abraham, and that's evolved so that today I'm exploring who I truly am. And I mm -hmm. got to tell you, that turnaround from how I felt before to how I feel now, how solid I feel in my own body and skin, how sure-footed I am, and how effective I deal with life mm -hmm. is nothing short of exhilarating. Yes. And I lived a life of nothing really ever working. I mean, it worked to an extent, you know, from the casual observer, but it ended up going too far and failing. And then uh, operating as I am now from this heightened level of awareness, understanding who I truly am and doing only that which aligns with who I truly am and everything's mm -hmm. working perfectly. And it's all part of the path. Like even for me, like when I was younger, I actually went through a trauma, what we perceive as a trauma. And that left me feeling completely dissociated, completely numb, depression, anxiety, all the works. And, um, you know, because of what happened, I saw myself as nothing, unworthy, and it, it kind of forced me to go inwards. You know, I thought I had a healthy sense of self worth because of what happened. Obviously, I didn't. And because of that journey, it led me to become a counsellor. Then, then obviously, by doing a counsellor, I discovered I could, you know, obviously remembered that I could channel. So it's all part of the journey and it's about seeing yourself not as a victim and that you are God creator. And, like, for instance, a lot of people who go through you know, traumatic events, it's very easy to stay in that victim mentality for all their life. Something what, what I went through, I could have been stayed a victim for all my life. And there's people that experience many what we can perceive as very horrendous conditions and yet they can still move past them and see themselves not as a victim. And it can be very challenging, but, you know, it's, it's all part of our path. And, like, now when I look back, at um, what occurred, I'm very thankful for this person. I'm very thankful for the situation because it led me to be where I am today. Right. If I had not gone through that, I wouldn't have be gone inwards to really find myself again, to remember yeah. who I am. There are lots of people, lots and lots and lots of people who have come to Abraham's teachings, these teachings, this idea of understanding life from another perspective, understanding who you are from another perspective, who have radically transformed their life. It's not always easy, but it really is the only way to do it. Unless you understand who you truly are and how this universe works and how this whole system is set up. And if you know how to do the process of 
processing those limiting beliefs and seeing everything from a higher perspective, especially yourself. Doing this work, meditating is really important. Doing a daily spiritual practice. Um, it will change because if it doesn't, if you don't do this work, those limiting beliefs get more entrenched and people just withdraw as they get older. They become more fearful. So mm -hmm. a life in depression is a life in fear. Mm -hmm. And yeah. a life of clarity is a life of love. And so the depression you can see as a total illusion that you're captivated by and you can't get out. And the flip side of that is clarity, which is, which had Joshua just did a uh, Joshua live and said that if we could give you the greatest superpower that you could ever have, what do you think it would be? People were like invisibility uh, <laughs> and no, it's clarity. If you can see how life truly is, which is the guidance that you receive from your inner self, because your inner self always has that clarity and the inner self is alerting you when you're looking at the illusion by giving you negative emotion. And negative mm -hmm. emotion compounded, I guess, turns into depression. Um, so there is a way out. It's not easy. It takes work. But mm -hmm. there's great examples. All right, let's go on to the next one. All right. The strong feminine power within fans the divine flame of passion within. Love is the eternal key to your perceived challenges. You find it challenging to face the perceived challenges. So you retreat in order to not feel the intense pressures and emotions that you experience. My dear one, this is all part of your path and your path is perfect. You are perfect. Habitual patterns based on limiting beliefs are based in the ego mind. It has assisted you to explore your life here the way it was intended for you. For you now to explore more powerless, more powerfulness is to open your heart and love yourself more courageously by living from the internal heart Living from your heart center, you begin living in higher states of consciousness where limiting programming no longer has a hold on you, no longer controls you. You free yourself in love from the divine feminine. It is here where your power is accessed. Practice activities that involve you opening your heart. Practice activities where you practice self-love. Love fiercely. Love wholly. For you are love. You are divine. When you practice love in action, you create magic beyond what you can see at this point. Magic and beauty is who you eternally are. Focus on the magic and wonder in your life and you will discover, you will remember that you are that. You are a God creator. Go create magic through the frequency of love. Know that you are never alone. You are eternally linked to all that is. We are with you always for we are one. We love you eternally. We are one, Goddess Isis. And this uh, <clears throat> paragraph right here absolutely explains the most effective way to live life in physical reality, and that is in love. And in love, really what we're saying is in the acceptance of ourselves, the acceptance of everyone else, the acceptance of the conditions as they exist in the moment, the acceptance that you're perfect as you are, you can't get any better than you are because you can't improve on perfection. You were never imperfect and attained a state of perfection. You were always perfect, which means that you will always be perfect. You will never be less than perfect. The only thing is that you don't see yourself as perfect, and therefore that perspective is limited. And so how you see yourself is the reality you experience. If you want to real experience a different reality, live in love, which means live in acceptance. 
not mm-hmm. requiring love from anyone else, but mm-hmm. only expressing your love and acceptance to yourself, to everyone else, and to the conditions as they exist. That is the blueprint for life. Right it there. is. And, you know, it can be, especially if you're experiencing these symptoms of depression, it can be very challenging to love yourself or accept yourself. You know, and like, like you said, acceptance is the first step. If you can accept what is occurring, accept who you are and the conditions, and then as you practice acceptance, you can then bring in higher frequencies of love. What it start, You start practicing compassion, compassion, and then you can go up the, the chain of gratitude. Of right. Mm-hmm. Be grateful for it. I mean, yeah. you might not be at a stage where you can be grateful for this, but it'll come a time where you can be grateful for it because it is allowing you to go further inwards. Right. So, you know, just like the beings of delight, like Joshua says, you know, you are perfect. We are all perfect. The one thing people have with these, these thoughts of victimhood is these incessant negative thoughts. What happens is when you drop into a lower emotional state of being, you attract urges to change the conditions, and those urges are telling you that life sucks, that things are wrong, that things are bad. It's because in that state, that's the kind of thoughts you attract. And um, the, a really good way to identify those thoughts is through meditation. So I would, mm-hmm. I would, and I always do, Say that meditation changed my life. It's a recurring theme. If you want to radically improve on where you are now, start meditating. Yeah. And, you know, practicing self-love, like I love how Isis said here, practice love in action because it's one thing to be like, okay, I love myself, I accept myself, but to actually do exercises, to practice it. And it can be confronting. So, like, you know, some techniques could be, you know, making affirmations that you're accepting yourself, you know, practicing self-love. The, you know, meditation is obviously a very powerful technique and it's something that, you know, I also recommend to do regularly if you can every day as well. And especially with people who are experiencing such symptoms they may have difficulty connecting with their heart. So when you do meditation, focus on the heart, and practice like opening your heart and it can be scary because opening your heart means you are going to feel more but this is where the healing begins and this is where you you know you can discover more of your power so instead of being consumed with these thoughts i'm not good enough i'm not worthy enough which is very common when you have these symptoms it's about living from the heart which can be hard but it's where your power is well Let's go on to Joshua's answer here. And I, you know, we don't, I don't, I just gave you Joshua's answer like one second before we came on and you gave me, uh, gave me uh, ISIS um, a little while ago, but I never look at them because I don't want anything. Yeah. I I don't want to give away anything, which is what I would do if I read them ahead. So, but I think there's some uh, overlaps here, which will be interesting to see. Right. All right. Dear Kate, When you've been exploring victimhood for a long while, you adopt many limiting beliefs, and these cause you to perceive the need for control. Sometimes the control is obvious, and other times the control is subtle. You are now embarking on a new approach to life. You have learned that you are not a victim, but the creator of your reality. In victimhood, you perceive that danger is not... I'm sorry. In victimhood, you perceive danger that is not there. This is the illusion. This is the reason you are experiencing negative emotion. Your inner self is guiding you to the true reality and out of the illusion. The exploration of victimhood is valid and acceptable. All humans live in victimhood to some extent. However, now that you have explored that enough, you are ready for something new. In order to embrace the new approach to life of love and acceptance, you must dismantle all forms of control. So love is the opposite of fear. And uh, fear and control are the old approach to life. Love and acceptance is the new approach to life. Uh, Kate is in the boot camp, and so she's learning the new approach to life. But we all come from a state of control, you know. And if you can't control things, you're going to feel powerless. Mm. And um, and it kind of mirrors in a part that Isa said too is that. You know, because giving up, it is 
in a, I guess it's a form of control because instead of you, you know, listening to your heart's core, instead of you pushing past fear, right. doing what you want to do, it might seem a bit challenging, you retreat because, you know, there's fear there of the intense emotions that you'll experience. So that in a way is a form of control because you do not want to experience these intense emotions, but it is for you. And, um, yeah, so that kind of mirrors a lot what, what Isis was saying there as yep. well with that. Mm. When you judge someone as wrong, you try to control them in order to feel better. The judgment of wrong comes from the existence of a limiting belief. You feel negative emotion because the wrongness of the person is an illusion, and the negative emotion is your guidance. If you look to control the other person, you maintain the momentum of your limiting beliefs, and they grow stronger. In order to remove the feeling of the negative emotion, you seek some form of control over the subject of your fear, and oh, as you are well aware, this approach is not effective. Okay, so this is a really good point. It's leading to the specifics for Joshua, but this is good for everyone to know. The first line in the first paragraph of, the, of A Perception of Reality, Joshua's first book, says, everything is right, there is no wrong anywhere in the universe. Anything deemed wrong is an illusion that comes from a limited perspective because you don't have enough mm -hmm. information. So when we judge something or someone is wrong, that judgment is based in a limiting belief and it brings up fear, right? Mm. And it's an illusion because there is no wrong. So the idea of wrong is an illusion and your inner self who has total clarity is sending you a negative emotion so that you can know that you're living in an illusion and regain clarity. Mm -hmm. Yet no one's ever told us this and so we simply assume that we got to protect ourselves. Well, if you got to protect yourself, then you're a victim. And so if any time you had ever wished anything was different than it is, you are trying to control that situation. Even wishing is a form of control. And in mm -hmm. that, you're being a victim because you're not being the creator of your reality. The creator of your reality, you have to understand that everything is right as it is because it's a perfect reflection to your vibration that's right yeah instead it's um you know the control is wanting to ch you know change the conditions and of course you can see this as something that would be very common of course if you have such intense you know emotions of course you would want to try to change that so of course that's a normal thing that most of us would want to try to control you know but the way to move through through that and to heal from that and see the higher perspectives is to be in the frequency of love. So to accept what is occurring, that's a frequency of love and that allows you to go more inwards, to open your heart more, to start seeing a higher perspective and you raise your vibration because of that. Right. And then you can start to go further inwards and further appreciate what you're going through and who and, you are. Yeah, and you can identify the limiting belief. And here's, yes. you know, this is something we do in the boot camp a lot, is we look at this limiting belief and we say, okay, I feel negative emotion. That means that I'm thinking this is wrong. That means that I have a limiting belief. What's the limiting belief? And so there's an exercise we do to find the limiting belief. And then we go further and we prove that it's wrong. It is wrong. Mm -hmm. It's false. All limiting beliefs are false, right? And so they say, Blah, 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 blah. They list out all this proof and evidence that that limiting belief is not true, right? Mm -hmm. And so all limiting beliefs are false. All beneficial beliefs are true. Uh, so this is, this is the work that we do. Okay. You might make the other person wrong. This is an obvious form of control. Like when you're in a fight, you know, and, and someone argues with you and you try and make them wrong. That's a form of control. You want them to have a different opinion or a different way of being. Uh, you might blame yourself for your judgment. This is a more subtle form of control. You know, I shouldn't have judged then. That's still controlling the condition. Uh, you might wish they were different, and this too is control. You might ask them to be different or to apologize to you. They, uh, you might leave the room. These are all forms of controlling the conditions. However, the only thing you have control over is your perspective and your own beliefs. Analyze your fears process your limiting beliefs, and find higher perspectives. This is the only way to move forward in a life of love, right? Mm -hmm. 
This is a process of acceptance, of finding that vibration of love. When you mm-hmm. find and maintain that vibration of love, that vibration of acceptance, miracles happen. The magic happens, right? This is That's what Isis had just said. That's the frequency of the magic. Okay. When you become overwhelmed with anything, you are receiving guidance. The guidance is designed to help you find your way out of a limited perspective. The negative emotion associated with overwhelmment feels bad. Since you are used to controlling the conditions, you do not process your limiting beliefs. You simply leave the room, so to speak. You shut down, you collapse, you give up. Can you see now that in the face of a situation beyond your control, you control it by collapsing? How else would you control the uncontrollable? Mm. You know? Yeah, so that's the that's the feeling of powerlessness, right? And so you say, ah, nothing I can do here. I'm not doing anything. I give yeah. up, you know. Not not worth even trying because I'm a failure. I'm not yeah. good enough, not worthy right. enough. Nope. It's very, very common when <clears throat> yeah. people experience such intense symptoms that's associated yep. with what we see as depression. Yeah. And you yeah, and then because you're sinking in that low emotional state, you get these urges. To control the conditions, you can't control any conditions, you sink into a lower, and you go down the spiral, as a stream would say. And the further down the spiral you are, the less access you have to inspiration and infinite intelligence and divine ideas. If you can get yourself up that spiral, be above Mm -hmm. the emotional horizon line, and understand that everything's okay, you will receive inspiration that will move you forward. That's right. And, you know, the beings of delight say to that via your frequency, as you focus more on love, what happens, your frequency becomes a key. <clears throat> and at certain, we would say, levels in your frequency, you kind of unlock your divine blueprint and that releases more remembrings of who you are, you know, your abilities and so forth. So it's exactly through your frequency where you can access all this information. And that key is love. Yeah. And those of you who are listening to us now or in the future or whenever, somehow you have unlocked that key and you have received some inspiration to do a Google search or someone told you about uh, th- you know, this, these teachings or these ideas, this new approach to life, and you found your way here, which mm-hmm. means that you're unlocking that soul bl- blueprint and there's no. more to come when you can get into this new approach. It's not by accident, as they say. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here's a good paragraph that coincides with ISIS perfectly. Your exploration of control was a wonderful thing because it brought you to a new level of awareness and you were inspired to find these teachings. That's very good indeed. It served its purpose. But now you understand that not only is control ineffective, it cannot and never will work in a universe designed to bring you everything you need to explore whatever you want to explore. If you're going to explore victimhood, then you must be given an abundance of experience that proves that you are a victim. How else would you be able to explore this subject so fully? The beauty of this exploration leads you to understand that you lack control. Now that you have come to that understanding, you can move toward the life you intended to live, your soul's blueprint, and the true exploration of your authentic self. You can only do that through the complete absence of control, right? That tells us something right there is this control stuff is no good. Mm. (laughs) It's resistance, the whole point of it, yeah. And also, um, you know, the concept of power and what the beings of the light, what Isis refers to as true power and also feminine, the divine feminine, it is power, but it's not power from the ego mind. It's not about control. True power is actually living in the heart, surrendering. Um, it is about using your, you know, intuitive abilities, your communication with the non-physical. It, true power is about basically loving fiercely, you know, accepting all that is and just letting go and trust, you know. Yeah. And so it's a different concept of, you know, the old perceived what is power. Power is to control power. It's not that. Yeah. It's a different kind of power. Yeah. Well, the power of the universe compared to the power of a single person, right? The control 
is the illusion. And so look at North Korea. Here's a, here's a entire country based on control and fear. It's not doing so good, right? Imagine a society that was just completely based in love. It would be magnificent. Um, there was one other thing. Okay, so, uh, well, okay, we'll go to the next one here. Control is and always has been an illusion. Control, including self-control, is impossible in an environment designed for allowing. You did not come to receive anything other than that which you desire. However, from a limited perspective, what you desire is also a form of control. If you want someone to love you, what you truly want is to feel worthy. You control your unworthiness by trying to be loved. Obviously, that can't work because you already are worthy. The belief that you aren't is another illusion created from a limited perspective. If you keep trying to control the conditions in order to relieve your unwanted feelings of unworthiness, lack, pain, frustration, etc., you will continue your exploration of who you are not, a victim. Um, that's interesting. Self-control is, is an illusion, too. You know, if you're trying to, well, this is why diets don't work. Because you're trying to control that weight. And you and this, the whole Joshua Diet book was about this, is that the only way to maintain and attain a body that is natural for you is to give up all forms of control and to love and accept your body and yourself and all that is absolutely. And then you'll be guided to activities and foods and whatever that will be of benefit to your body, not to look good, but to be at its most effective well-being state, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay. Okay. Another form of control are your desires you think you want. Have you ever thought about that? I want a lot of money so I can feel secure. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you're trying to control that feeling of security by having money in the bank. So you effort yeah. and struggle and effort, like, you know, like I did, and made tons of money and put tons of money in the bank and then lost it all. <laughs> you know, that, that didn't feel very secure. It didn't do anything. Yeah. And uh, it's, you know, it's, it can be challenging because that is what society tells us. It tells us to plan for the future, control the future, you know, make goals, um, you know, hoard the money. You know, the so opposite. you have a false sense. So you have a false sense of security, and it's, nobody is, has, yeah, nobody has yeah. ever been successful doing that ever. No one's mm -hmm. ever saved enough money to feel good enough. No one has ever done it. The only people that are making money in this society are those in the financial business where money is their business, and those who are just pursuing some passion without regard to the money. You know, those two people. That's it. They're exploring abundance of, of money because that's the profession. That's what they're totally interested in. That's their passion in life. Or they're doing something else that has nothing to do with money, and money is just the side effect of living in that love, passion for what you're doing. Everyone else who's going around scrimping and saving, that's what they're trying to get you to do. They're trying to control you by this complete lie. That'll hmm. never work. Retirement. Saving for retirement, what a bullshit idea that is. Yeah. And even concepts of creating goals, like, you yeah. know, back in the day, well, it's still, it's still around, you know, m making goals is seen as a positive step in, you know. Total um, bullshit. Motivation you, for you to be more positive, for you to create a life that you want, even in some form, in some limited perceptions, even of law of attraction, obviously not by Joshua and beings of light, but, you know, in, in the in, in older kind of perceptions of it. It's like, yeah, make goals, visualize exactly what you want, but that is still a form of control because that's not maybe what you came to explore here pre-birth. And what happens and what I've seen is that, especially, you know, working with uh, 
variety of different clients is that, yeah, if you make a goal, especially people who have these such intense emotions of fear, yeah, they make a goal. I'm going to do this this week. I'm going to this, 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 this. And what happens if they don't get to that point? Oh, I'm not good enough. Look, I couldn't even meet my goal. So I, it validates to me I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. So it's, yeah, it, has it doesn't help anyone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So get rid of your goals and adopt yeah. daily intentions. The intentions are not goals, they're just general, right? I intend to feel good today. I intend to be in alignment today. I intend to receive clarity today. I intend to notice my my emotions. I intend to process my limiting beliefs, that sort of thing. Yeah. Get rid of all goals. Get rid of this idea of motivation. You can manifest anything you want in this reality, but unless it's aligned with who you really are and your true desires, it's not going to give you anything. It's going to be a complete waste of time. And, and this is, yeah. It's going to be an effort and struggle. It won't be fun. Yeah. Get rid of this idea of retiring. That's complete bullshit. If you're not passionate about what you're doing now, do what you're passionate about doing. Yeah. This idea of having a job, and I'm specifically telling you to, this to you, Kimberly, is insane. Insane yeah. to have a job. To trade your time for money when you're a powerful, limitless being of love insane. I wouldn't work at a job for 10 seconds, never, unless it was my passion. If that was yeah. my passion, sure. You know, my brother has uh, sold his sign shop. He bought his house. They moved down to Florida and he works as a cook in this little restaurant and he loves it. And he's finding his whole spiritual being is there because he's counseling all these other people that work there and they're coming to him yeah. for guidance and advice. And he loves it. He loves cooking. This is passion. He doesn't even know how much he gets paid. Doesn't even look at the page. Doesn't even care about it. It's just he's got his hands in food. And uh, so, if that's your thing, that's totally awesome. But if you're doing something you dislike, now I'm not mm-hmm. saying change the conditions. I'm saying change your vibration first, and know oh, yeah. that you don't need to be doing that. Yeah, and you know everything's in your life is for you. So even if it's a mundane job even if it's blowing something that you don't see as spiritual, it is actually very spiritual and there's lessons within that, especially if you have a, a negative emotion in relation to a situation, a condition or job or whatever it is. It is for you, for yes. a reason. So once you get to a state of acceptance and state yeah. of, you know, pure contentment, um, you know, when you start to you see yourself as, as fully worthy, yeah. then you know that it's no longer needed for you and that you have all the abundance of time, the abundance of money, yeah. then you know it's no longer needed. And you'll be inspired. You'll, but you're right. probably receiving inspiration now, but the fear of losing that job is preventing you from acting on that inspiration or the fear of lack of time or the fear of lack of money mm-hmm. or all these irrational fears are preventing you from moving forward. If you're receiving inspiration, it's for you because you're ready for it. It's coming at the divine time. Okay, here's the last paragraph. If you want to radically alter your experience of life, you must adopt the new approach. You must come to completely and absolutely accept yourself, everyone else, and the conditions as they exist. You must see yourself as you are now as perfect, the past as perfect, and the future as perfect. It is a radical new idea to you, but it's the only way you will ever be able to explore your authentic self, your true power. It is the only way to effectively navigate your life. It is the only way to create a reality that will finally feel good to you. You cannot control the moon or the sun or any aspect of the universe because there is no need to control any of it. Leave that job in the hands of a loving universe designed to bring you everything you truly want as long as you first accept what is. Those last two paragraphs of of Isis and of Joshua sum up the entire uh, most effective way to navigate reality right there. You don't have to take... Anything else, you have to read all the books, just, just if you can come to know that, but of course you can't come to know it because, because it, you have to become a vibrational match to these words to understand them at this level. But mm-hmm. I'm telling you, those last two paragraphs, that's, that's all there is to it. Okay, yeah. this has been an exciting, wonderful episode. Do you have anything you want to leave our millions of people who are listening to this with? <laughs> just like to say that you know just remember that you are not alone that you are actually source just what Joshua says and as well as working on your limiting beliefs also practice 
working on the heart center because it's one thing just to address the limiting beliefs, but you also need to feel, feel from the heart, feel your way through. And it can be scary and there can be a lot of fear coming up, but it is for you. So with, you know, the beings of the light, with Joshua and other channels, they all talk about pushing past your fears. Know that you are worthy. Know that you are capable. Know that the fact that you are here watching this, listening to this, drawn to this teaching means you are in a vibration to remember more of who you are and why you are here. It is though you have unlocked a calling to you. And these words that we speak and what the, the beings of the light, what Joshua speaks, these are, these are words that you actually already know. And this is why you resonate with these teachings because it's like you're remembering that you actually already know this. So it is a call to home, a call to love, a call to who you truly are, that is source. You are perfect and it's just one step. And I know that on this journey we can go a million miles ahead I know um, especially those of you who have certain abilities and gifts where you actually see glimpses of potentiality futures and stuff like that it's very easy to get caught up in oh I saw a glimpse of this so it has to happen and you focus on 100 steps ahead but it is truly in the present moment because in the present moment that is when you can observe your thoughts and not let your thoughts control you because obviously what proceeds in emotion is a thought, especially people that um, are dealing with intense emotions and symptoms such as depression. It is a flooding of thought systems that are limiting. It is old programming. It is no longer needed for you. It has assisted you for a certain point. But by being in the present moment, you are able to then be witness to your thoughts and not let it take control of your life. And if you're here listening to this, you are probably a lot more emotionally uh, sensitive than mm -hmm. other people. We all are. And that's a good thing. We feel our emotions so strong that we can't ignore them. And other people are like, what's your problem? You don't, because they don't feel what you're feeling. Great. That's all right, Kimberly, how do people find you? All right, so just jump over to beingsofthelight.com. I invite you to join a Facebook community, Beings of the Light with Kimberly community. Um, you'll find links on the website to a bunch of things, YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, Patreon. We can jump on live sessions and, and um, interact with content that way or through the website, beingsofthelight.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. This is All always right. well, fun. I look forward to at least 1,000 more of these. Yes. And Astrid and I were talking about doing a North America tour, maybe next summer. Oh, that's yeah. exciting. And so we'll just go from city to city. It'll be you, me, Astrid, and, and uh, David, the four of us. Oh, wow. And we'll have like this, uh, well, maybe we'll get a monster bus and we'll travel around. Uh, and we'll just do this tour and we'll just go into a city, get into some arena, fill it up with people, and then just go one after the other. That sounds very exciting. That does sound good. It does. Sounds great. Okay. So that's awesome. If you guys want to find out more about Joshua, it's the teachings of Joshua.com. This is the Law of Attraction Roundtable. There's also Joshua Live, another podcast where Joshua is channeling and the Facebook group, which is Friends of Joshua. Uh, that's about it. Have a great week, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Bye. See you later. Thank you for joining us on the Teachings of Joshua Roundtable. Remember, you are loved more than you can imagine by more than you could ever count. We'll see you next week.